just want us to, let's just be quiet for a second and acknowledge just the presence of the Holy Spirit in us and with us, plural. I guess there's only one version of us, and it's plural. Lord, let's just settle in to Him. We are His temple. grateful. We're so grateful you live in us and among us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that there's no way we can fix ourselves, make ourselves worthy of or clean enough for your Spirit to dwell, but Jesus' blood cleanses us of every sin. So receive your cleansing now, Lord, so we can just be with you. And, and you would speak through into our hearts that you would transform us. We'd see you, Jesus, and then that vision of you would transform us into your image. Yes, healing and deliverance for all of us, Lord. Healing and deliverance. Through Jesus, your merit, your cross and resurrection, we pray. Amen. Amen. I have this, yeah, this kind of uncanny sense that Jesus really does want to heal and deliver us today. And I'm talking about money. Isn't that interesting? Um, money's, money's a funny subject. And, he, and by the way, I'm like, well, that's out of the blue. Yes, it is. Here we are. Um, Actually, every year, if, if you've been in Believer's Church, you know that we do this. But if you're new to Believer's Church, once a year, we actually give you our financial statement, talk about where the money came from, where it's going, that kind of thing. You think, why would I? Come on, let's get to the spiritual stuff. Guys, it's, this is as deep as it gets, man. Uh, I promise you, if you think about what gives you most anxiety... Fear, distraction, it's, it's money. It's, it's having to earn a living to eat. If you're not sure that it dominates your life at some level, wait till tomorrow morning on your drive-in, right? Or logging on, you know. Um, we're, we're working for a living, right? This, this, this is a big, big, big deal in the heart of God. And somebody told me, that like money's the new sex. In other words, it's more comfortable to talk about sex now than money. I've noticed that true. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's probably kind of true. Um, because it's so deep. There's something really deep in us that gets touched by this. It doesn't matter if you're interested in finance or not. At some point, you're going to have to pay a bill. I'm saying that to all the teenagers. Please love your parents. Please be kind. Please don't jump on the furniture, okay? I've got a 200-pound son. The way he sits is like this. It's like a trust fall every time. He's destroyed more couches. It's like if you're, you just don't buy anything nice till they're out of the house. So, um, <laughs> But 
when I talk about this, I want to provide the context for talking about money, and and it's the kingdom of God. And what do we mean by the kingdom of God? It's, It's the world as it was meant to run. God made the world, okay? So, and, and the designer knows how the design works, right? Like, like he, 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 like if he's an engine maker, he knows you put gas in the engine. I know it needs oil. He knows that, okay? And so, but in a rebellion, in humanity's rebellion against God, so we don't want to do things your way, your kingdom, as if you're in charge. We want to do things our way. I'd rather put butter in the engine because I know best, okay? And so, so Jesus, Jesus' death and resurrection wasn't for us to simply be rescued from this here planet and get to heaven. That, that, that's not actually the gospel. You really can't find that in the scriptures, actually. What it is, is Jesus saying his first words out of his mouth as he's preaching his sermons is, guys, the kingdom of God is at hand. The rule of God setting everything right the way he wants it to work. So there's justice. That Jesus starts healing people. Why? Because he don't want people sick, see? He, he, he delivers people because he doesn't want them oppressed. So the kingdom is coming, setting everything right. That's the context in which we've got to think about money. The kingdom of God is the way reality works. It's the way reality actually works. We've been so immersed in what the Bible calls the ways of the world. Like when you talk about worldliness, it's meaning a, a, a way of thinking that life works that's different than the kingdom. Does that make sense? It's trying, it's trying to run the engine on butter rather than gas. And, and, and so, so reality works well the way Jesus has designed it. And the, way G, the place that Jesus described it in the most detail as this incredible sermon, greatest teaching probably ever given in history, uh, called the Sermon on the Mount, where it's just, how do you live in the kingdom? What does it look like to live the way God designed the world to be? That makes sense? Okay, so Jesus talks very openly about money in the Sermon on the Mount. He, Jesus talks about money almost more than any other topic. That's wild. Isn't it? Like it deals with the deepest places in us. And, and so what I'm going to do is read just these sections out of the Sermon on the Mount um, about Jesus' instructions on how to handle money in the kingdom. And then after, I'm going to teach a little bit, and then we're going to have one of our trustees come talk about our finances here. Uh, and then we'll, we'll respond to that. So let's read this out loud. I'm going to read it. You ever notice how confusing it is? Let's read this out loud. Half the congregation says, oh, okay, I'll read it out loud with you. And then they feel sheepish and stop when nobody else does it. I'm going to read this by myself while you listen and read along. Is that clear? Okay. All right. Jesus said this. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, Do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received the reward in full. But when you you give to the needy, don't, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, 
we'll reward you. Well, thank you. All right. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eyes of the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If you wonder what that has to do, it has to do with generosity. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food? And the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? You can subtract some. (laughs) And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet... I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a few observations that, that, that passage is so thick. You can read it the rest of your life and never exhaust it, right? But here's a few observations I wanted to make today about money. The first one is that God cares for his kids. Did everybody see that in the text? That God cares for his kids. We see the words, Heavenly Father, don't worry. Jesus says, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? That's what the pagans run after, and your father knows you, need them, knows you need them. Have you ever read this passage and thought, I know what he means, mostly don't worry. <laughs> but sane people do some worrying about this. Is that, that's the way I've read it most of my life. Have you? I have, is, is, is to say, you know, Jesus was, he's kind of exaggerating. He didn't really mean don't worry. Though it looks fairly fairly clear, you know. He says, don't worry. Your father knows that you need him. He says, your father, he feeds birds, man. He feeds birds. If you park in certain places in the parking lot, have you noticed that the birds will just destroy your car? That's what birds do. 
And Jesus feeds all of them. <laughs> he talks about the beautiful wildflowers that nobody planted, nobody's tending, but they come up and look just absolutely gorgeous. And that every one of those God's creating in such beauty, won't he care for you because you matter so much more than these do? This is a fundamental tenet that nothing works in the kingdom unless we believe this thing right here, is that God will care for us. It starts with love. It starts with love. It starts with love. That my father has got my back. Jesus actually said, the smartest man in history, the guy who is God and man together, has said, do not worry about your money. Do you hear what I said? Do, he, the, the God who knows it all, who invented the world, knows how it works, says, don't worry about your money. Now, that's a little counterintuitive. Anybody feel that? Because there's a lot of buts that are natural. But, you know, but, I mean, what, but, but, I'm saying but. <laughs> We're married 29 years somehow. <laughs> she, she's not laughing at all. She's, <sighs> Here's the thing. But there's the other thing, is that not only will our Father take care of us, but the kingdom way is the only way. If you're going to play ball with Jesus, Jesus and other worldviews do not play well together. He's very clear that, okay, but here's the thing. The life of not worrying, you have to play ball my way. And it's this. He said, no one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one and love the other, be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. And, and the best way I can say that is this. There's a difference between saying, my father, who I serve, will take care of me all the time and I'll trust him to give me money. Or, I'm working for money, and God, will you bless me? Does that make sense? There's actually a cavern of difference between the two. Can I confess some sins? One of my sins I've realized when it, you guys ever have those times where things are going really bad, and you just kind of like pull it out. You roll out where I'm going to land, you know what I mean? Like, John Free and I both have the same negative observation. Eventually, it's homeless and under a bridge. That's kind of where we're heading when things aren't going well. And, and I'll tell you a lie that I believed. It's been this thought, well, at least if I can earn money and pay bills, I'm okay. Is that the kingdom? At least I'm a success. At least I'm not a throwaway if I can earn money. And pay bills. Jesus is kicking the floor out of that. He, he's saying, actually, at least I can depend on Jesus. I'm going to lose everything. At least I can depend on Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, guys, this goes deep into our souls, right? Deep fears. Deep fears. Deep, deep judgments we've made about ourselves and other people. Right? How many of you guys got that voice in, in the back of your head? Not working hard enough, man. Anybody got that? 
Don't be the lazy one. I mean, that's good, but why is that getting traction with you? Is it because it's deepening your trust? Are we working out of trust? Does that make sense? Or is it like me has been often, work hard and then I'll trust if I need help? I've done that. Say, hey, have you done that? I've done that. I've done that. And, and what's really not good about that, Anna said it well, it still keeps you in God's seat. And being God is exhausting. You go, well, the reason I don't have to be anxious is I don't have to be God in the kingdom. So, so seek first his kingdom, his way of doing things. Seek first. In, in other words, in, in my inner world where I'm afraid about money, where, where I feel like I'm a failure because compared to other people, I don't have enough money saved. Am I getting personal here? I am speaking personally about my own life, right? You know, has anyone been depressed by the calculator of the money you need to save monthly to be able to survive later in life? It's like how to ruin your day at least, or if not the week, or, you know. It's a lot like, you know, the guy with, you'd have abs like mine if all you did was sit-ups all day. It'd be obvious. (laughs) What's wrong with you, you know? But what if we're expending, Jesus say, expend your energy on learning my way of living. Expend your energy on learning how to handle money and look at money the way that I do. It's not saying money, money's just go away. No, it's a, it's a necessary part of our existence. Say, but expend your time and energy learning my kingdom, my righteousness, my right way with God and the way he's made his world. And all these things will be given to you as well. Does that make sense? Because what this doesn't mean is just only pray in your closet and somehow money will show up. That's not what that means. What it means is live God's way when it comes regarding money. Okay. All right. So what is the kingdom way? What is the kingdom way? And it's, it's simple. The first one is pay your bills. Pay your bills. So Jesus says, don't worry. Father knows what you need and that he's going to get those. In our language, that is pay your bills. God will give you, whether it's work and the kind of income that you need to be able to clothe yourself and feed yourself. Does that make sense? So, so, so Jesus is assuming that, as a, that I'm going to give you what you need. But in our world, we usually, unless you're making your clothes and growing your food... Which, you know, in an agrarian culture, you're even more like, wow, he's going to control the weather so I can eat. <laughs> we just go to the grocery store because it's always there, you know. <laughs> but Jesus is assuming that we're going to pay our bills. Because he's going to provide for them. Now, we've got to remember, we've got to remember, this is where we get, uh, the ways of the world are messed up, man. He's, we're see, you can seek the kingdom in any job. In fact, my life is experiences. God doesn't give me the job I'm dreaming for until I figure out how to seek his kingdom in the one I'm in. Because the truth is, when I get to the one I want for, it has all the same junk that this job has. What do you mean I have to do things I don't like to do? What do you mean people are going to criticize me and not praise me every moment of the day? What do you mean customers will say no to me still? 
right? I mean, it's just, there is no perfect job. There is no perfect way of doing anything like that. There's the kingdom. Do you see Jesus said, shoot for what you love to do and figure out a way to get paid for it. He doesn't say that. He says, seek the kingdom. Seek my way of doing it. And I've found that God at times has put me in things I'm completely unqualified for and bad at. He says, seek my kingdom right here. And then, lo and behold, I'm like, wow, I like what I do and I'm good at it. Well, thanks. Bonus. That's gravy. Thank you, Jesus. But it, what I've realized is, is the desire for Jesus and seeking the kingdom is portable in any way of earning income. Whether it's digging a ditch or preaching a sermon. And the funny part is I wanted to preach a sermon. Now digging a ditch sounds pretty awesome. I can, I can at least see when the job's done and something happened. You know, there's a ditch. I did that. I have no idea what I'm doing every week. I don't know what's happening. So here's the thing. The kingdom way requires wise use of what God gives us. And these passages here, Genesis 41 has got this thing where Joseph is doing this brilliant move on the behalf of Egypt to actually greatly enrich the Pharaoh. He just was really wise at how he handled the resources that were available. Matthew 25, Jesus gives the parable in the King James is the parable of the talents. If you get more modern translations, like NIV is the parable of the bags of gold. Saying to this guy, I gave you this much, you doubled it. Good. The guy who said I was afraid did nothing with it is the guy who's disobedient. And then 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about, hey, you know, parents saving for their children. In 1 Timothy 5 8, he goes so hardcore to say, if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. I mean, it's hardcore. And then, but then also in 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10, he says, but listen, those who desire to get rich are going down a dark trail because nobody can handle it well. You're going to have all kinds of other lusts hop onto that stuff. And that, that, so out of that desire, that, that's a root of all kinds of evil. 1 John 2, 15 through 17, this is a huge one. It says, don't love the world or its ways. Don't love the world or its ways. To all the college about to be graduates, don't love the world or its ways. Please, I say that because your first job is going to stink. I just, I'm telling you, I've been around college students. I was one. I, I just know we do first year postgraduate counseling all the time of dealing with the fact that I am better than this. Yeah. Listen, I'm not qualified for the job I'm doing now. It is shocking that, you know, they, they let me do this. I, I'm just in the mercy of God and the kingdom kindness of the Lord. And that's what you learn to do. This is not about comparing and looking like the world said I should look. You're always going to be disappointed and fail in that spot. It's like, well, all the, it's why rock stars are suicidal, right? You know, it's like, if I could only be one, now I want to kill myself. You know, it's like, come on. The world's ways does not work out. But the kingdom way requires wise use of what God gives us. Enough said on that. That's one of the reasons we do like 
give, you know, you can get all of the Ramsey tools for financial stuff for free through Believer's Church. If you go into, is it events tab? Go to events tab and look for that. We also do the financial peace seminar. The reason we're doing that is not because we're trying to, you know, own the world or something like that. We're trying to respond responsibly to what God has done for to take care of us in a way that we can live the kingdom way. Does it make sense? That we don't get co-opted by either maybe families of origin that didn't know how to do this or, 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 or just your own <laughs> desire. I want to buy that. I want to buy that. I want to buy that, you know. It doesn't work out that way. It's not a good kingdom way to use our money. And we end up in crisis that we don't necessarily have to be in. He still bails us out. He's so kind to us. But, but we, we get to be... Because you know, when God can trust us, He can then trust us with more. Does that make sense? Because have you ever noticed it's fun to give people stuff? It's just, it's just so fun, right? So, so here's what we do. The kingdom way is to invest in heavenly treasure. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth or moth and all this stuff destroyed. Store up for yourselves. He's saying invest. Store up for yourselves what? Treasures in heaven. Now what does that mean? Is that a way off place where, you know, someday I'll get to? No, it's wherever God is in God's set of values. In God's economy. Store up your treasures there with him. And, and look at that, where you'll never have a loss. If any of you have any investments at all, how to be crazy, look at them every day. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? It, you just look at them every day. I'm winning, I'm losing, I'm winning, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm winning. You never have a loss investing in treasure in heaven. It's completely the only 100% stable investment. And here's the powerful thing. Where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. When you start to see yourself less anxious about your money, you can start to know, oh, I'm, I'm leaning on Jesus heavier than my provision. I'm leaning on Jesus. I've got a lot. I've got to lean into Jesus so I don't get crazy. I have a friend, <laughs> I love this guy, he goes, I don't want too much money. I get crazy. I get crazy. I go crazy. I don't want too much. <laughs> so where do we invest to get heavenly treasure? Now that you say, like, I'm investing to get something, I'm just literally responding to Jesus' words here. He says, if you, if you store up the stuff, you'll have heavenly treasure. There's a return on investment. Okay. The first is the poor. Jesus says that the first, the first few says, is when you give to the needy. He makes that assumption you're giving to the needy. Jesus later says very specifically, Matthew 19, 21, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. What is that treasure in heaven? I don't know. It's in heaven with God. So I guess he doles that out how he sees fit. I don't know what it is, but all I know is I would love, I, okay, a friend of mine, Anderson, gave me a $2 bill the other day. It was cute, but it was this moment of like, this is so weird. I guess it is worth $2, but it's like this useless piece of paper in many ways, right? D do we want to have $2 bills in heaven? 
Right? You know what I mean? In, in the new heavens and new earth, paper money's not going to be worth that much. But heavenly treasure is still going to be there. See? Does that make sense? You want a long-term investment that's stable. Heavenly treasure. Sell your possessions. Give to the poor. This is just what Jesus is saying. I don't, I'm not going to try to explain the economics. Here's a lot of different things. You can look at all those passages. These are available. If you go to our YouTube, uh, under this uh, sermon, you can get this, these slides. Here's another one. Invest in heavenly treasure is investing in the church. What do you mean by that? Well, we are the church. People. And so Paul says it this way. He says, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It seems that Paul's demonstrating this kind of a priority scale, especially those that belong to the family of believers. So needs within the church, administrated by the church. This is what's interesting. You see in all these passages here that that it was the normal practice of the earliest church to bring funds and put them in the hands of leaders for their distribution to the needs. So all those passages, you can see that stuff there. It's fascinating. The way I, I like to think of it, well, I'll talk about that in a second. Leaders. This is, it, I'll tell you, our trustees have given me such a hard time uh, and Roger over the years for not talking about money enough because it always feels self-serving. Because <laughs> it feels like this massive interview for a raise, please. That's not what this is. <laughs> I've had to get over my own ego. I, I've had to repent, honestly. I've had to repent. Because that's, that's my own ego uh, preventing you from what's incredibly important in, in the kingdom life. This is such a big deal. It affects so much of our lives. We have so much anxiety and fear related to money. And Jesus wants to free us from that. Amen. He wants to live us a free whole life. Paul says that elders who direct the affairs of the church well, worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. The worker deserves his wages. Uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians, you know, that those who preach the gospel can earn their living by the gospel. It, it, so, so the thing we're doing here in this church is actually normative for the early church. You follow me? Okay. So, invest. How do we invest? First of all, Investing, notice giving, is normal. It's the normal part of following Jesus. We saw that where he said, Jesus said, when you give. He doesn't say, if you give. Okay. The thought is this, no guilt or shame. It's just, do you want to enter the kingdom economy? Do you want to enter a place where you can be free of anxiety? Well, then just do what Jesus says to do. When you give. I have found the fastest way to kill anxiety about money is to give it away. It's just like in your face anxiety. I'm going to give this. Anybody experience that? Yeah. It's powerful. It's powerful. Another thing is tithing is wise. If you don't know what tithing is, it's this idea that we first see in the Old Testament, the first 10% of what you give, you just set aside every time you get more money and give that away. Give that to the church or the poor. 
Um, some would argue, uh, I don't know if you see that in the New Testament. There's a decent argument for it. You can look in those scriptures if you ever want to look at it. But the other thing is this. If you look throughout church history, beginning with the early church fathers, tithing has always been practiced in the church. There were some church fathers who said, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if we really see that in the New Testament. Others who said, no, we do. But here's, here's my point. It doesn't matter either way because everything we have belongs to God. So, so really... What's, what's eligible for giving is 100%. Why? Because I'm a beggar, man. Everything I've got has been given to me by the Lord. You could say, well, no, I'm working hard. I say, the fact, listen, anybody had trouble getting up in the morning because your body's saying, nah, we're not doing that today. <laughs> the fact that we have energy in our bodies, that our brains work, that our hearts beat through the night that we were still breathing all night long, is a gift from our Maker. And so everything, we have, Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 6.19, he says, you are not your own. You don't even own your body, man. It belongs to the Lord. So in Mark 10.21, you see that as well. So here's the summary. God cares for his kids. Money in God's kingdom. The kingdom way is the only way. Pay your bills and invest in heavenly treasure. And that heavenly treasure is the poor, in the church, and I like to think of it this way, the poor is like buying stocks. It's direct. The church is like a mutual fund. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And I will say this, because we are aware of so many needs. We're able to vet needs. We're able to very wisely administrate those and, and test things. And so do both. Uh, because we're asked to do both. Now, notice that this is that we are called to administrate. There's leaders in the church called to administrate finances. So now I'm going to call our trustees on up. If you guys could come up, you will see the actual humans that run the money at Believer's Church. Come on, trustees. Here we go. And as they're coming up here, I, I am going to brag on these, these guys and gal. Lauren Lindsay, first female on the trustee board in Believer's Church history. So th- this team, Scott Long, Michael Casty. Terry Blaine, Tim Hart, Lauren Lindsay, Mark Hodge, and John Phillips. Here's what I want to tell you about these guys. Sometimes you can think, oh, great, they're just the business guys. These guys are doing the most spiritual work. And I want to tell you, I've sat in meetings where we've prayed together and we ask the Holy Spirit what to do. For real. It's not like just a little prayer. We, get, we talk, 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 and then we were like, okay, we, we need to ask God what to do. And we wait on the Lord. These guys have given away more money than I was comfortable with doing. You see what I'm saying? They're not just like, how do we make it? They're just full of the Spirit. It's like in Acts 6 where it says, let's get the, the, the deacons to guys who are full of the Spirit and know Jesus to do the work. And these people do it. I've known them for years we've been doing this together. So I couldn't be more proud and feel more safe that they're stewarding our finances. 
Does that make sense? Like, I can't just randomly override them and, or like that. It, they'd probably start laughing, actually. They're like, what are you talking about, man? Um, so Lauren's going to give us a little presentation on the investments in the heavenly treasures this last year. So let's, let's welcome Lauren, and you guys don't have to stand here the whole time. There we go. Um, brochures are coming around. They look like this. So if you have, if you're one of the ushers. Yeah, if you want one, raise your hand. Because some of you are like, it's a lot of numbers, I don't know what it means. But raise your hand if you want one, and as Lauren talks, uh, she'll get one to you. So you'll see just various, like, who we give money to, financial statements, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more details in the financial statement. Um, in the brochure that's coming around, I am doing kind of an overview, a flyover, if you will, because we know not everyone is super interested down to the dollar, and I'm not going to necessarily go down to the dollar today, but we want to give you guys an update, and this is really important for two main reasons that at least I can see as a trustee. First, we want to increase your trust in us by being transparent with you, with what we are doing with the money that you are giving us. And first, I forgot, I said, I wanted to just start by saying thank you. I mean, it's the week of Thanksgiving, but also, so it's very appropriate. Thank you guys, because none of this is possible. None of this is possible without your gifts and without your support. So thank you. That's where I wanted to start. But we give this update to increase our transparency to also let you know that if you want more information, you now really know who to ask any of these trustees. We can get that for you, which really involves us contacting Beth Dahl and asking her to help us get that to you. Um, and where's Beth? Way in the back. Will you stand up, please? Please stand up, Beth. <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> Beth is our, I'm not, I'm going to get it wrong, director of finance um, and HR, right? And she is incredible. So she is the one that's really putting her eyes on this day to day, making the spreadsheets, reporting to the trustees, um, and working with the leadership team as they administrate all the funds. And so I just can't speak highly enough of her and what she does for our community. Um, but the second reason also in addition to being transparent and increasing your trust, is so that you guys can join us in celebrating with what has happened and what has been done and praising the Lord and giving thanks to him because good things are happening. Um, the good news is that our house is in order financially. Yes. <laughs> yes. Praise the Lord. He is really providing for us. Um, and so I'm just going to jump in um, with how things are going. So I decided to talk about it in two forms. A uh, guy was talking about paying our bills and investing in the kingdom. So I'm going to talk about those two things and how we're doing them. So with paying bills, a highlight over the last fiscal year, and we're again, we're talking the fiscal year ended in July 2023. So August 2022 to July 2023, those are the numbers we're looking at today. Um, giving was 6.5% over our budgeted expectation. Yay! <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> um, also, spending and expenses were down three and a half percent, which was also incredible. Um, we 
as trustees, it didn't account for a significant amount of income, but we did. We were able to to move with the advice of Beth some money that gained more interest overall. So we had some interest earning um, income as well. And with that cushion, I guess you could say, we were able to make some additional investments in our building. Um, so you'll see this in, on here. I'm just going to read this out because I don't want to forget any. Um, we were able to upgrade fixed assets such as uh, in IT, flooring, paint. A new PA system was installed last year. Um, we were able to discern two years ago that it would be good to uh, purchase a new HVAC system before prices went up and store it for when we needed it, because we actually have many that charge this building and cool us down. And in the last year, we were able to install it because <laughs> we needed it. So we were able to do that. Um, the cost of installation, I believe, is the cost of, as of the unit. They're the same. It's very expensive. So we were able to handle both of those. We renovated the prayer room. Um, and we also were able to give a cost of living bonus to our staff members. Um, and we're really thankful. <laughs> yes. Um, cost of living inflation was running really, really high last year. I think it's come down a bit. I'm not following it super <laughs> close personally in the news, but we were able to do that to help our staff members make ends meet. And that's something that is something that's very important to us. Um, Okay, so those investments in the building, I also wanted to give you an update. This building is a huge blessing to our community. So not just do we get to meet here and have warmth when it's cold and cool when it's hot, um, we get to share this community for so many ways. One of the ways that we're sharing um, I learned about was that our building turned out to be strategically, geographically good um, to host Afghan refugees who are needing cultural orientation through Catholic charities. They, many of them are located within walking distance of our building, and they needed a place to do training where their children could come and have childcare. And we were the right place to do that. And so our building, when we're making these financial investments in our building, it's not just blessing this community by providing us a place to be. It's blessing other communities as well and giving them a home to come to. So we are so grateful for that. Um, okay, so then moving on to the other side of how are we investing in God's kingdom. Um, there is a summary of this in, in, if you got the brochure, but through your giving, Believer's Church as a family was able to direct $275,997 total investing into the kingdom of God. So I'm going to, yes, amen. <laughs> I'm going to break that down. Um, over $121,000 was sent to missions through our tithe fund. Is that right? So we have a tithe fund. So just as your family household might be taking in money and then tithing into this church, when the church brings in money, that's 10% of that becomes restricted cash that we do not keep, but we give away. Amen. So through our tithe fund, we're able to support missions both locally and internationally, both individuals and organizations. And so you can actually see that list. It's on the very back of this packet. And um, this is just, these are just the list of uh, groups and missionaries that we have supported financially in the last year. 
There are others we've supported in other ways, too. If you have questions about that, you can let us know. Um, then, through our benevolence fund, we're able to give over $22,000 um, toward needy families in Tulsa. This is nearby. So example would be someone has a sickness or illness that's prohibited them from working for a time, and they needed help with utilities or mortgage. We are able to field those. The leadership team, Guy will mention, is able to discern you know, what is good and where to give that money. We're able to also come together with other churches to support major needs in the Tulsa community. So we're very grateful to be able to do that as well. Um, then we also had special donations um, that came through. That's like when maybe a speaker comes through and we say, hey, if you want to give some money to this to this speaker or or another event, then then we had special donations that we gave over $13,000 to. And then we send out a number of missionaries and we collect donations for them and send them that money. And we were able to pass along over $117,000 to them through our community. So we are super grateful. In addition to that, we wanted, we were excited to share um, that after a year-long process of discernment um, with the trustees, again, we were continuing to look at our balance sheet and knowing the money that this community takes in is the Lord's, right? It is the Lord's. And it's not meant for us to sit on it and to look at it and be happy that it's there. It's meant to work. It's meant to go into the kingdom. So after a year-long process of discernment, we felt led as the trustees, um, led in the spirit to allocate an additional $100,000 to funding foreign missions over the next few years, um, which is huge. And we are so grateful for the ability to do that and for the administration of that, the way the Lord is bringing that together. The missions board, the BC Missions Council, has spent the last few years prayerfully um, developing a strategy for reaching unreached people groups, advocating and caring for current missionaries, and training and mobilizing people to be sent. And as they were creating this these goals and these objectives, they weren't doing so with a budget in mind. They were doing so with a heart for the lost. And the Lord was impressing that heart for the loss upon us, and the time is right to fund, to put some money there. We sensed from the Lord, and so we are going to be walking with them, and I'm sure you'll be receiving some reports on how that's going as well. Um, but in all that we're doing, setting aside money, whether it's a bonus uh, to do cost of living or to fund future um, mission work, uh, all of it is a step in faith, right? That the Lord will continue to provide for us, but we have never not seen him provide for us. And we can say, we can tell you story after story. I would encourage you, I, I don't have time this morning to do that, but we could tell you. The leadership team has story after story. The trustees, we have stories to tell you about how the Lord has continued to miraculously provide for us when we have a need. Um, and so that's going to the last thing I wanted to share, which was kind of just some action points. How can you get involved with our needs as a church? How can you be praying with us? So I thought it's, it's pay and pray. Paying is not me asking you for money, actually. It's how you pay. Um, so one thing that has increased for us as far as our budgetary uh, allocations has been credit card processing fees. 
Um, so what happens, I didn't actually know this happened <laughs> because I never saw this money, but when you, when any of us pay with a credit card, there's a percentage of that, small percentage, but still, that goes to the credit card company. Um, and when we give um, via credit or debit to the church, um, then the church is paying that small percentage fee that goes, and that goes to the credit card company and not to the church. It actually really adds up. Um, in one fiscal year, we had about $15,000 credit card fees. Um, this last year, we had about 10000 which I think is listed in this report. So there are actually many ways that you can help us reduce that amount um, at no cost to you. So the the first is to pay just by old school style cash or check. <laughs> Those are free to everyone. Um, so, so if you if you're comfortable doing that, that's great. You can also do a, a check, like an automatic check transfer from bank to bank, which I believe only costs thirty cents. An ACH transfer is only thirty cents, um, which is significantly lower um, in cost to us. Or if you really like giving with card because of the convenience or any reason, um, you can check the box on the giving uh, platform and it says you cover part of the fee, you cover the fee yourself. So it just adds into what you're what you're tithing um, to cover that so that the church isn't. In years past, actually last year, those fees were so far cut it it actually reduced um, what we had it was under what we budgeted about ten thousand dollars and as the year went on, it was really cool. We were able to we asked for an estimate of how much it would cost to give a cost of living bump to the missionaries in the field that we support, and it turned out to be the same amount that we had saved on credit card fees. Um, so it really matters. Like in the end, like these are things that we can actually send out. And so just imagine how much more um, someone in the field is going to rejoice over that $100 or $1,000 than Visa. So, you know, <laughs> there is rejoicing. So we want to keep the rejoicing with us. Um, and then, so then the other ways is that you can pray with us. What are we praying for? Um, you, you can honestly, the, the trustees were, we think about things really differently and it's a beautiful thing when the Lord brings us to one mind because you can see he's really at work. So if you ask any of the trustees, they might tell you they're praying for different things for our church, but here's what I'm praying for. Um, and you can take that. But um, the first that I wanted to share with you is that our utility bills are up this year. You've probably noticed the same in your own house or apartment or wherever you're living. Um, we actually increased our budget for that for this current fiscal year, but we're on track to go over budget paying for our utilities. So if you could just pray with us that the Lord would provide for us in that way to cover the utilities. Um, also, our, we've been notified, as have many homeowners and property owners, that our insurance deductibles will be going up in the state of Oklahoma due to outstanding damage that has happened, as you guys all know about. So we're... I've started to pray that the Lord would provide some extra cash cushion so that when those deductibles, if necessary, need to be paid, we will have that, that money at hand. Um, and finally, we are praying that the Lord will bring us to a place of being able to pay off our mortgage in advance. We're actually doing really great, guys. Um, on, uh, Anna, I'm looking at you. What's the, general, what's the value of our, of our property? Okay, value of a property is $5.7 million, and we owe um, about $440,000. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything. 
for everything that you guys have done. Thank you for the way that he's provided. Um, but we are just joining in prayer that we can get that paid off because that, again, frees up more money for us to distribute every month instead of paying that mortgage. Um, Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. And thank you for what you've been giving um, all year. I think that's it. (laughs) Thanks, Lauren. Doesn't Lauren make you feel like everything's going to be okay? What's awesome to know is she's been a prosecuting court attorney for years. So I think there are other people who don't feel that way (laughs) at times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I love, I've never seen more energy when we, when we found out like our, our insurance deductible got, I've never seen more energy come out of Lauren. Like who said that? What, tell me about this, but I guess, yeah, it was, I was like, that's never woken up a meeting I've been in. <laughs> Talk about changing the deductibles, but man, it was fiery. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could go on and on, like, you know, our, our missions guys, um, we've got a team of missionaries that if you combined how many years they've all served in the field, I, I'm not kidding, but it might be like of 150 together. They have for three years developed strategies of how we go after unreached, untouched people groups. But they built this without knowing where the money would come from. Unknown to them, the trustees are sensing from the Lord, let's be crazy. Let's just invest all this money. It was the funnest meeting for Anna and I to go to the missions council and say, hi guys. And they're just like floored that they're... So, but they had already had a very well thought through plan in place. They'd prayerfully developed for over long term with all their experience. So the Lord's just doing fun stuff. I could tell you so many stories of like, literally, we tried to give a gift to somebody and they because they'd done some stuff for the, work, for the church and they're like, no thanks, here's your check back, man. And then right then, we find out a family had been through a lot of illness and they're in sales and couldn't pay their bills and came with humility saying, ah, oh, can we help? And the th- amount that he gave back was the exact amount they needed to cover their u- utilities that month. I mean... We stuff, we see stuff like that happen weekly. And, and, and so, so it's just fun to get to do this. We do this once a year so you know that we're trying to be as trustworthy with what you can trust to us as possible. Um, because we all know we're trying to glorify Jesus. So to, to remember, uh, let's go ahead and stand together, by the way. Did anybody notice how joyful it was that the air conditioning turned on mid-service? <laughs> Thank you for giving. In God's kingdom, how we handle money is he cares for his kids. Man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it make you sad if for someone you love, you're like, no, I'll pay your bill. I'm just not sure if you will. No, I'll pay your bill. I, I, I told you I would, man. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting a little impatient. I'm going to pay your bill. He loves us. He wants to take care of us. He wants to provide us with work. He wants to keep our bodies healthy so we can work. He wants to do supernatural interventions with our finances. But we've got to do it the kingdom way. We've got to handle, we can't only serve Jesus. We can't serve Jesus and money. Jesus and a career. Jesus and a success track. Jesus, just tell me where to go and I'll I'll work as unto the Lord.
as unto you wherever I go. And so the king ways pay our bills and invest in heavenly treasure, which is this, the poor in the church. So where do we go from here? The first thing is this, be like a child. The Lord is helping me so much. I'm 51 years old, got two degrees in theology, and I'm just way too smart for my own good. I know, I, I'm just like, well, but reality is, reality is the kingdom. And so I don't have to understand all of it. The Lord is reducing me in His grace to just trusting, even though I don't understand, that my Father's good. And I just need you, Jesus. And, and Jesus said, well, it turns out the only people who make it into the kingdom are children. The childlike, the childlike heart that says, I don't understand everything, but I'll trust you, Jesus. So maybe if you, don't, you can't remember anything else, just ask, Lord, help me to have the heart of a child to trust you like that. The other one is start with what you have. Jesus made a big deal out of a woman who gave just like a couple pennies at the temple, even after a guy made a huge contribution. He, he didn't notice that guy, but he noticed the, the couple pennies. If it's just a penny, give a penny. I'm, I'm serious. Just, just try this thing to see if you know that your father can take care of you. You can give it away even if it's painful. Even if it's just a little. I've told you the story. I mentioned it. I, when I was like six years old, my parents gave me a $5 bill. I was at church. I felt like I was supposed to give it. I literally wept as I gave it. I mean like <laughs> that kind of sobbing. And my grandma felt so bad, she gave me another five after it. And I thought to myself, that doesn't help. I could have had ten. <laughs> but I'm telling you, my family of origin helped me with this, that I just kept on doing this. That it was normal to do it. So it's a normal part of our lifestyle. We've never regretted it. We've never regretted it. We've never gone hungry. We've never gone without. Unless the Lord wanted us to. Because he needed to do something more beautiful in us. So, Lord, will you help us? Jesus, I know this matters so much to you that your children would not be anxious. Your children would not be afraid. Your children wouldn't live in the world like the rest of the world that's wondering, how can I make more or how can I become successful in mine and other people's eyes by how I have money? Lord, I praise you for the people I know in this congregation who have lots of money and live in the kingdom way that no one would even know to think they're awesome because they're living your way and just giving their stuff, investing in heavenly treasure. Thank you, Lord, for all of us. And will you heal us? Will you deliver us from false narratives, judgments of ourselves and other people in comparison? These, these demonic things that we can get into that kill us and limit us. And when you free us into the wide open spaces that our Father has destined for us, free of anxiety about how we're going to be taken care of because you've got us covered. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, guys. We love you.